Hi, Mama. Welcome back. I'm excited for today. We are going to begin to unpack restoration theory. This is what I've been talking about for so long, and the day is here, and I'm so excited. So let's uh, dig in. We're going to talk about how pain patterns, pain cycles, we're going to call them, are created in our lives and, and what that means, what they look like. We're going to dig into your pain, and yeah, it might be a little painful, but I also believe uh, there's going to be a lot of huge life transformation through it. So Make sure you grab your free checklist we've been talking about, talking about packing our bags to go on this journey of healing. Make sure that you know that you have everything in your bag that you need for this journey. And yeah, let's jump in. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So restoration theory. This, for those of you that don't remember, is the theory that I use when I have been practicing therapy. And it is so amazing. There's also a version you can use in small groups, usually for churches. And I also have that. And so anyone, you don't have to be a therapist to do the church groups. So this content is great for everyone. One of my professors created this theory His name is Terry Hargrave, and he's the one that created this theory, and then his wife created the groups that you can use within churches. It's called Relate Strong. I will put all of this information in the show notes for you. I cannot emphasize enough how amazing these people are. Their brains are incredible. Their hearts are incredible. I am obsessed with this theory. And my professor, Terry Hargrave, is seriously the real deal. He has studied one-on-one with like all of the big-time marriage and family therapists, like the people that you read about in textbooks. He has practiced with them, studied with them, so he knows his stuff. And he is a believer, and so he based this theory on the Bible, but it also can be used for anyone because it is, I mean, I believe that God's Word can be transferred to anything. So I hope you'll dig in more. There is a book. um, It's written towards therapists, but there's actually there's another book written (laughs) for people that are non-therapists. So there's so much good stuff. Check out the show notes for all of that information. And quick shout out, any therapists in the room, I know there's some of you, I highly recommend getting trained in this theory. There's actually one of their trainings, the level one training coming up in August. I will (laughs) add that information as well. I, I, I cannot, I'm stuttering because I'm just, they're amazing. And I know you are going to be blown away by this training. Your life will be changed by it. <laughs> I'm going to try and relay some of this information today, but there is nothing like hearing it from the source. And yeah, I just highly recommend it. So check that out. Okay. So there's going to be a lot of teaching today. There's so much information that I want to relay to you so that you can 
look at your life and just kind of understand it more. Understand why you do what you do, why you feel what you feel. Understand other people. Why do they do what they do? Why are they jerks? Why are you a jerk? All of these things will be answered. Maybe not today, but I'm going to unpack it for you over the next few weeks. So as you're listening to me go through some of this information, I want you to primarily be thinking about yourself. How were you wounded? How did this play out in your life? Now, I know as moms, we're also going to automatically be thinking about, oh, I did that as a mom. Oh, I'm stumbling in this area as a mom. And that is really good. And we are for sure going to go there because we definitely are not about staying in the past. We're not about staying in blame. We're not about blame at all for that matter. But what it does when you look at your past is that is going to allow you to highlight these things that need to be redeemed, highlight these pain points in you that we want to acknowledge because if we don't acknowledge them, they can just grow and fester. But once we bring them to the light, right, that's when they can die off. So before I dig in, we have to remember, I'm going to never stop reminding you of this. We are all humans. Our parents are all humans. Being a human means that you have sinned. What I believe, what the Bible says. We are going to mess up. It is impossible to be perfect. We can't get there. It's not even our job to get there. That's why Jesus came. And so when we hear, we think about these pain points, we think about these wounds in us, again, it's not about blame. This is just understanding how we were impacted by the sin of our parents because everyone has it. And when we raise kids, it's inevitable. We are going to wound them. It's just part of the process. It doesn't mean that anyone is a bad person. In fact, we're going to talk about kind of the opposite, (laughs) understanding where that comes from. And when we understand where that pain, where that bad behavior comes from, it can create empathy in us that can help us remain connected even when someone is not awesome all the time, which they're never going to be awesome all the time. (laughs) So let me jump in. Just want you to, to think primarily about yourself, what you walked through. Okay. So this theory talks about how as kids, we are born into the world and there are essentially like, if you visualize like two spools in us that are empty and these spools need to be filled up by people to help us be healthy, help us be strong, help us be productive humans. And so these two spools are love and trustworthiness. And love is going to answer the question, who am I? What is my identity? And trustworthiness is going to answer the question, am I safe? Am I okay? And in any relationship, these are the two things that are needed to create a healthy relationship. doesn't matter if it's a marriage or parent-kid or friendship. These are the two things that will create a healthy relationship. So let me dig a little bit more into what these, these words mean. Love and trustworthiness, it can be so big and feel broad, but when you break it down, you can kind of see how this might have played out in your life. So for love, there are three main components that make this up. The first is mutual enjoyment of each other. So, you know, we're talking right now about, as a kid, what we need from our parents. And so, you know, mutual enjoyment is 
parents kind of showing the kid that they enjoy them. They love being around them. They have fun together. They're with them. They, they just love their presence. And so without, as we go through these, without one of them, or even moments without that, because we can't be 100%, 100% of the time, without moments of that, it's going to create a wound. So the second one is a fascination of the other. So this, it kind of like when you think of, you know, it's a good example is a, a newborn baby and, you know, you just are loving on that baby and you literally like want to put the little baby's fat thighs in your mouth because you're just so in love with that baby. You want to eat their fingers and kiss their head everywhere. And it just, this deep fascination and that love is something that we need. It's a special kind of love. And then the third kind is altruistic love. So this is someone putting your needs above theirs. So as parents, you know, when we were kids, our parents had to, in many ways, put our needs above theirs, just like we do as parents. And if that was missing in any capacity, if if our parents were too focused on their needs for whatever it is, that can be one of the things that wounds us. So when any of these three components of love are missing, or if they're inconsistent, it can cause us to doubt who we are, to struggle with having a healthy self-esteem. We can even see ourselves as unacceptable. So if, if you've struggled with that, if you struggled with who am I, am I loved, am I special, then maybe you've had some violations of love in your life. And by the way, this, this, a lot of it comes from our parents, our family of origin, the people that raised us, but it also can come from situations in our childhood. So maybe this is experiencing a death of a loved one. It doesn't even have to be your parents, just someone significant in your life. Maybe it is racism and that narrative and how that has impacted you. Maybe it's even just growing up in poverty and having to battle every day through living in that. It also can be people outside of the home. So significant people at school, teachers, friends, bullies. I mean, other people can create these kind of wounds in us as well. Okay, so love, that is kind of unpacking what it looks like to receive all of the kinds of love that we need to help us form our identity. And I just want to also unpack, not right now, but let you have a glimmer of hope that we will get to how you can repair these broken wounds, what that looks like to reprogram your brain, what that looks like to get the love that you missed out on. Just because you're wounded doesn't mean that you've lost hope. Even if those wounds are really big, might take a little more work, a little more time, but there is always hope. And I'm going to show you some specific tools to work to find that healing. Healing always comes from God, but sometimes God wants us to use a process, use tools, use the brains he gave us to to work for that, to fight for it. He's the one that gives it to us, but in the process, we can find so much good and so much growth. It's just like when you're training for something, you know, you are working so hard, you're exhausting yourself, your muscles are in pain because they are literally tearing, and yet we choose this because of 
what it gets us. It makes us stronger. It gives us endurance, not just physically, but in our minds. We push past that barrier of pain, of I can't do this, of all of the excuses and the limitations that are on us. We push past it. And that's why people do crazy things like marathons, which, I mean, I I don't understand that. I want to. I'm just not there. Someone help me. But the process of fighting for this thing that we want creates good in us. And so that is why God doesn't always just heal in a moment. He's the only one that will bring healing, but sometimes it's through a process. Okay, the second spool, if you will, of what needs to be filled up as kids to create healthy individuals is trustworthiness. So this is also comprised of three components. The first is predictability and reliability. So this is essentially, were you able to count on your parents? Did they do what they said they were going to do? The other people in your life, were they there for you consistently? Did they show up when they said they were going to show up? And it's so interesting. One of the things that has stuck out to me from grad school so long ago, but I remember this, this fact that was shared and it talked about how kids that grow up in unpredictable environments actually end up having the most problems, the the greatest obstacles to overcome, even more so than kids that grew up in exclusively abusive environments. And so there's something about that unpredictability. You have to be on your feet all the time. So even if your parents are loving sometimes, but then they are not and they become abusive, that just creates this uncertainty that actually is worse than just being abused consistently all the time. Because at least then you know what you're getting. And I'm not about comparison. I talk about that all the time. I'm not trying to compare anyone. Everyone's story is their story and it's powerful and it wounded you. And it doesn't matter that you don't have to be more wounded than another person. We're each wounded in our own ways. But I share that because maybe, maybe it's you. Maybe you grew up in the unpredictable environment and you just cannot understand why you struggle so much. So I just want to shed light on that so that you can have a little bit of freedom in knowing, oh, okay, that's where it comes from. That makes sense. And that predictability also touches on another really hot topic, discipline. And we're not going to go into that right now, maybe in the future. But I want to say that I strongly believe that the best kind of discipline is consistent discipline. Whatever your choice is, we're not talking about abuse here. We're talking about discipline, spanking, timeouts, positive discipline, whatever it is. The key is consistency because that is going to create that safe environment. Okay, the second part of trustworthiness is a balance of give and take. So this is essentially saying, is this fair? Is this relationship fair? Now, this this gets a little more complicated because there's two different kinds of relationships. So there are horizontal relationships, which is like a marriage or a friendship where both sides are equal. You're on equal footing. And then there's vertical relationships, which is like a parent-child or a teacher-student where one person has more power and the other one has less power. So I'm going to try and break this down a little bit, but this is so much better demonstrated visually. So Here's another encouragement to you. If you haven't yet, get into our Facebook group right now. 
push pause on this. Go into Facebook. Even if this is the only reason you use Facebook is for this group, that is great. I know not everyone is into Facebook and that is okay, but the groups are really great. And this group is really great. So I'm going to get on there and I'm going to show you a visual demonstration of what I'm talking about that I think is really going to bless you. It's directly from the restoration theory training that I took. And my mind has just been blown by it since then. I've, I've probably seen it like four or five times. And every time I'm just like in awe of it. So hopefully I'll do it justice after that big setup. Um, but I really I think that you would benefit from getting to see this visually. So come on into the Facebook group. Uh, go into Facebook, search Morning Mama Collective, or you can go down into the show notes and there is a link for you to click there. But let me just try and unpack this briefly. So in horizontal relationships, that means that it balances horizontally. So if you think of like a scale, you know, there's two sides to it and you want each side to be about equal for it to be balanced. So that means that each person is pouring in the same amount of things. Now, this doesn't mean that every single day it has to be balanced perfectly. You know, there's certain seasons where one spouse might carry the emotional weight of the marriage. And but if that goes on too long, it's going to be imbalanced. But for a season, that makes sense. And then maybe the next season, the other spouse carries something different. It also doesn't have to be the exact same things. You know, sometimes one spouse is the one bringing in money and the other one is caring for the house. So it can be balanced in different ways. It doesn't have to be exactly the same thing. But essentially, over time, both parties are giving about the same amount. But we've been talking about a parent-child relationship. So this would be a vertical relationship. So this is balanced vertically, which means that it's balanced throughout the generations. So essentially, this means that it's a parent's sole responsibility to provide that child with love and trustworthiness, like we've been talking about. They are giving everything, and the child does not have to give anything back. Now, we're not talking about respect or listening here. What we're saying is that it is the parent's job, regardless of how the child acts, it is the parent's job to raise them. It is the parent's job to instill these things into the child, to give them the love, to give them the trustworthiness, the safety. And the child is not due to give anything back to the parent. They don't need, it's not their job to make the parent feel loved. It's not their job to make the parent feel safe. And how this balances is through the generations. So, you know, when our parents poured into us, they gave everything and we got everything. And then now as parents, we are taking everything we got from our parents and pouring it down into our kids. And then they're going to do the same thing. And so it's not balanced side by side. It's balanced up and down. So this means if your parent expected you to give them that love maybe their parent didn't give them, or to provide certain things, then maybe this is part of one of your wounds. And if, if none of that makes sense, come check out the Facebook group. I will demonstrate this for you a little bit more visually, and I think it'll help. Okay, and then the third part of trustworthiness is openness and honesty. So this is, you know, being honest doing what you're saying you're going to do, not lying. And then it's also just being honest about being human. 
being flawed, not, not pretending like you're perfect and never apologizing. It's being open about the struggle of being human and you're going to make mistakes as a parent. And so if maybe your parents, they, they weren't open about this, which I think, you know, the previous generation, this was probably a little bit more rare, generally speaking, you know, parents kind of had, uh, an idea that we're talking very generally speaking here, but they had this idea that they had to kind of create, stronger boundaries, be a little bit firmer in their parenting, not show any of their weaknesses. And so maybe if that that sounds like your parents, maybe this is where one of your wounds came from. So that kind of summarizes very briefly these concepts of love and trustworthiness. These are the things that we need to grow into be healthy humans. Now I'm going to share just a brief example from my own life, and I'm just going to focus on me as a mother I just want to be honoring of my mom and my dad, and I just think it's always better to share stories from our own lives, especially like in podcasts where the whole world can listen. <laughs> just know I wouldn't want someone else talking about me, so I will share my own stories, but you know, you don't want someone else sharing it for you. Okay, so as a mom, I, I feel like I'm really good at the openness, honesty one, I mean, you know, you hear me on here all the time. I, I just love openness and honesty. I just feel like it. this vulnerability just creates this environment for connection and growth. And I actually love the moments most with you when I get to share my inner thoughts. I get to share my fears with you. And I think those can be the most powerful. And so in my parenting, I do this a lot too. Like I unpack for my son all the time. He is almost three. And so obviously I do it in a simplified way and probably I'm sometimes too complex, but you know, trying to, trying to keep it simple. But I've talked about how I, I, strongly believe in apologizing to our kids when we mess up. And so I am doing that all the time. And then I'm sharing with him what was going on. Like, you know, I'm I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have spoken to you that way. You know, I, I was struggling with my anger, you know, and I, you know, not revealing too much, but just kind of unpacking for him what was going on, helping him know it wasn't because there's something wrong with him. It wasn't because really of what he did. It's because of my own stuff and he's not responsible for my actions, even, even if he was not listening, even if he was being strong-willed, we'll call it, (laughs) even if he was sinning, you know, you can even like lay it out like that. I am always the one that is responsible for my own actions. So anyways, that is an example of what I feel like I do well as a mom. It just comes most naturally to me. I love those conversations. I love I love those moments of apology. Where I struggle, you know, I've talked before about my anger and how that has been a stumbling block in my whole life. And uh, I was going to say, praise God. It's always been to the adults in my life. I don't know if that's a praise God moment. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm glad it hasn't come out as much with my kids yet. (laughs) Hopefully it will not. But, you know, the adults in my life, my husband, my former roommates, my parents have seen like the brunt of it in its fullest capacity. And I've received a ton of healing from God over this area of my life. But there are moments which you probably have felt if you at all deal with anger where your kids make you angry. (laughs) When I say make, I mean they trigger me and I become angry because again, they're not responsible for my actions. But so when I have moments where that anger comes out, 
it creates this really unpredictable environment because I just I just painted this picture for you of how I'm always talking to him and and unpacking, you know, what's going on with me and apologizing and trying to stay connected and I, you know, always get down to his eye level when I have these conversations. And so I'm 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 trying to build this beautiful connection with him. But then, you know, there's moments like, you know, I talked about in episode, I think four about grace and I talked about potty training and there are moments like that where I, you know, I'm just one moment trying to teach him about potty training and give him grace and be with him and understand his hesitation and resistance and all of these things. And I'm talking calmly. And then I just hit this wall sometimes. Like sometimes it's as simple as that bathroom that we are in is too stupid hot. (laughs) And I am suddenly so angry. And so I just flip a switch and I am too harsh with my words or I raise my voice or I don't set him down as gently as I should. And in that moment, I create this unpredictable, unsafe environment for him. Now, this is not child abuse. And this is inevitable in some way. And I don't say that because I'm not responsible for my actions. What I mean by that is that this is me creating a wound in my kid because I am imperfect. And so whether your struggle is predictability with the anger or something else, it's going to happen. And I really believe the sooner you can just embrace this concept of you're going to wound your kids, the sooner you can find more freedom and healing. Because this guise of perfection, we're never going to reach it. It is impossible. So stop fighting for it. All it's going to do is produce shame in you. I remember even like when my son was just a tiny baby, and I was just constantly thinking and worried about how I was going to wound him, even though I knew in my mind it was inevitable. I knew I was going to hurt him because I'm human, but I, I just was so terrified of that. But you have to let that go. And you also, with that, have to trust God because just like we're talking about God redeeming this pain in us, God is going to want to do that for your kids. And so if you can point them to God and teach them to accept grace and teach them to look for healing, then you're setting them up for the most success because they're going to be wounded in their life. It's inevitable by you and by others. And so we just want to teach them how to deal with that, how to walk through it. Just like you were wounded, mama. Just like all the things you thought about as we walked through this, every pain point from your childhood. So whenever there is violations of any of these things, it creates pain in us. And that pain will stick with us our whole lives. And I'm going to unpack more about that, what that looks like, what to call it, what that does in us next episode. I'm excited to bring you further on this journey, but I hope for today, maybe you need to, to grab a journal and write down kind of what stood out to you, what came up for you. And then don't forget to package it up, walk it over to Jesus and put it in his hands because it's not yours to carry. Give him permission to redeem it. Can't wait to unpack more for you next episode. Thank you so much, Mama. And I'm praying that God is speaking healing over you right now. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. 
Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.